Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. These workplaces include schools, childcare centres, businesses, hospitals, community centres and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price. And as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So if you want to take a look more at this, the website's going to be below in the comments section or you can go www.booksgiftsdirect.com. Thanks for listening and let's get into the show. And we're back. Back today. Our episode today is going to be five teams that are going to be league pass worthy in my opinion. So without further ado, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the show. You're now listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Yes, back again. And today's episode, we're not going to waste any more time. You guys should all know what League Pass means. So it's the NBA's term of this of their watching. You know how you can watch teams. For me, it's five teams that are really exciting. I reckon they're going to be in the upcoming season. They might not be the best teams in the league. Like they're not going to be this. Like this. This won't have like the Lakers in the in there. It probably won't have a team like. You know, it won't have a team like. Ooh, I don't know who's someone really good. You know, the Jabs. They 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 won't be in this team. You know, teams that are you know usually higher up in the conference in the rankings probably won't be there. But without saying that, these teams definitely could be because I think they're going to be really exciting, and really 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 fun to watch. So let's not waste any time. First team I'm going to talk about. I'm going to get them off the. I'm going to get them straight up. Charlotte Hornets. This team looks like it's going to be fun as. Yeah, they've just got. Kelly Oubre in their signings, you know, they've just, you know, some of their acquisitions is, you know, whatever, but Kelly Oubre is a really good signing for them. I really like their young player, James Booknight, they've uh, drafted. He's a real good piece, man. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, just watching him in the in the summer league, he's been really, really nice. I really like what he's doing. Really good scorer. I think he's kind of like what they envisioned Malik Monk to be, like a guy to just come off the bench, go up, get your shots up. Play for a lot of confidence, you know. And I think someone like Lamelo would really relish playing with someone like that. He just wants to go out, score, and Lamelo can just take a break on offense, sometimes facilitate, which is what he's really good at, and getting the ball in the people's hands. You know, other players. You know, I really hope that the Angelo Ball somehow makes a way on this roster. He's been doing pretty good in summer league right now. Like, I'm not too sure, but I don't think a lot of people would have thought he's doing. He would have been doing as good as he is now. Like. He's probably, you know, top 10 player, top 20 player maybe in the whole summer league right now. Like, and that's, and that could be, you know, bias, whatever. But I think he's doing a really good job. Like, he's doing his role. He's doing it correct. He's shooting the ball at a pretty good percentage and a pretty good clip. And Lavar said it before. He's the best shooter out of the three players. And now we look at it. Lonzo, as we've talked previous in this podcast, 40% three-point shooter, 40%. That's very good. Lamelo, we can see he can hit shots at a pretty decent clip, right? So if you're saying Leangelo's the best shooter, then there's going to be somewhere he's going to fall in the NBA, I think. If it might not be Charlotte, but I do hope he goes to Charlotte because I think he fits that really well. He can be their 11th, 12th man. 
and you never know what's going to happen in in the in the season. You know, injuries might happen, touch wood, or just think trades happen. You know, so maybe they think, oh, Leandro can really be you know part of our nine ten rotation, which I'm not too sure at the moment he can be because there's a lot of good players in front of him. But you never know. I reckon he could definitely be there. But another another good piece that they really did was Miles Plumley signing him for a trade. Sorry, not a sign for a trade. He's going to be a really nice piece too because he runs the floor really well. He's pretty athletic, so that means he'll be able to catch lobs off Lonzo. Not Lonzo, sorry, Lamelo. And he just he just rebounds really well. So I think that's going to be a really nice piece for Charlotte to have. You know, hopefully Miles Bridges can take a step up. You know, I think he's, he's probably going to start this year. You know, if it's if it's me, I'll probably start him over PJ Washington, just based on that chemistry that they have with Lamelo and and himself. You know, I just think he's really really nice, Miles Bridges, and I think he can take that step up this year. I'm really interested to see what PJ Washington is going to be like. You know, there's a bit of controversy with him at the moment. You know, and that's and that's it's not a good thing. But you know, I really want to see what he can be because I thought he was taking some really good steps to being a really productive player in this league. And he's, I definitely still believe he can be, but I really want to see what he's like because the way I look at it, if I'm if I'm if I'm James Borrego, who by the way is going to be a candidate, I think for Coach of the Year this year. Does if he's starting five? I'm thinking he's going to do Lamelo at the one, Terry at the two. You know that was pretty good for him last year. You got Gordon Hayward at the three. I say Miles Bridges at the four. Go a bit smaller, and then you have Miles Plumlee at the five. Then you have six, seven, eight. You know rotation players. That'd be PJ Washington. You have Kelly Oubre at the moment. You know, and then you never know. Like James Booknot, I think will be in there too. You know, he's done a really good job, but you never know. Like. The Angelo Ball could find his way into this roster. You know, it's 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 interesting, but he definitely could be. You know, they did sign Ishmith to maybe be their backup point guard. You know, he was he's bounced around a bit in this league, but you know, he whenever he plays, he does a pretty good job. And most recently, he played for Washington, where you know he averaged twenty two minutes a game. You know, six points a game, but per thirty six minutes, you know, thirty four points a game. You don't really take that into account, but yeah, six points a game. He's a hustler. He real fast player, hard to guard. So. You know, that's at least eight players there. Possibly, you know, their their other their other rookie, Kai Jones. He looks really nice. Massive athleticism potential there. So, you know, James Booknight and Kai Jones, they could be two rookies that really go in straight away and look to be productive. You know, just like what their Pistons were last year with Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay. But yeah, that's the first team I think that's gonna be really exciting to watch, really fun to watch and just you know, and, and a team that will have a really good vibe around them. Second team I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Knicks, New York Knicks, you know. The big signing they did was actually off OKC buying him out in Campbell Walker. I think it's a really good fit for the Knicks, you know, because we look at the Knicks last year, really good defensive team. You know, they had Julius Randle, who was, you know, one of the best players in that season. You know, he I think he got all second team or third team off the top of my head. I'm not too sure, but he got an all-NBA nod, which is really important, you know, because you look at it, forwards... There's only six players that can get an all-NBA team that's a forward. So if you look at it, he's at least, at the very least, the sixth best forward in the league at that time, right? So that's a really big that's a really big award for him. You know, first all-star selection, he did really good. Kind of got found out a little bit in the playoffs, you know. I think Atlanta did a really good job defending him and just making life tough for him because, you know, you couldn't, if you, once you took him off, you know, his game, you kind of relied on Derrick Rose a little bit, Alex Burks a little bit, and... Look, they're, they're, they're serviceable players. They're good players. They've both re-signed with the Knicks, but they're not like super, super scorers. And I think Kemba Walker is going to be really good for them 
because he can score the ball at a really decent clip. You know, he's averaged 20 points a game for, I think, the last seven years. But there is a little bit of concern around his knees, especially his left knee. Now, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not really super concerned because I still think he can produce at a high level, you know, and we've seen that, like, when he's healthy, he's top five, maybe top ten point guard in the league. The point guard's so stacked right now, like, you know, it's hard to say top five because you've got, like, heaps of quality point guards in the league, you know. We all know it's a point guard's league. But, you know, I, I do like the signing of Kemba Walker. You know, he can go get a bucket at any time. You know, you can just go straight isolation for him sometimes and, you know, sometimes the NBA, they just call quick ISOs and he can go get you a basket, you know. It'll be a really good two-man game with him and Julius Randle. But I really do like the signing of Evan Fournier. Now, it's a bit pricey, right? But you, the way you look at the league, the, the cap's going up a bit and I don't mind it because New York needed some people that can just go out and get you a bucket or can score, right? Because, as we said, their defensive team, now they got a bit of offense in there, right? So now these defensive players will come off the bench, super energy. You know, you look at their starting five at the moment. If it was me, like if I'm Tom Dibodeau, I definitely think this will be the starting five. Kemba at the point, at the wings, you've got RJ and Evan Fournier. Julius Randle at the four and at the five, Mitchell Robinson. That's a pretty young team. You know, you've got 30-year-old Kemba Walker, he's pretty up there, and then you've got Evan Fournier. But apart from that, you've got three really young, good players there. And now you're going to have your bench, Derek Rose, six man. You know, you're going to have the re-signing of Alec Burks. He did a really good job for him last year, I thought. I thought he was really good for them. You know, he kind of revived his career a bit, in a sense. You know, they also got Nernest Dewell, who they re-signed. He did a really good job. Manuel Quickly, another player that can fit in that young mold for them. So they've got some really decent players there. Obi Toppin also. You know, so they've got some decent players there. You know, I'm, I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. And I still don't think that they're going to get past maybe the second round or anything like that. And it's going to be funny to see because now they've got a bit of expectation on their hands because last year they made the playoffs. And now this team, their team now is better. Now they're expected to make the playoffs. So I, I want to see how they go. I still think they'll be a playoff team. I don't know how, how good they'll be, but I just know that the... With the garden being back to, you know, crowds being in there, it, that place is going to be buzzing. It's going to be electric. It's going to be kind of like what, what it was when Carmelo first got there. You know, really, really exciting. A lot of potential, a lot of upside, you thought. So they're my second team. I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. Third team. Now this, play, now this team has the second pick in the league, of the draft, sorry, and that is the Houston Rockets. Their biggest acquisition is Jalen Green, as I just said before, the second pick. You know, he's done a really, really good job in, in summer league so far. Him and Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham had a really nice, right? Uh, have a, had a really nice battle in their first game. I would say that Jalen Green got the better of him in that game, but I still don't believe that you know he's better than Evan. Uh, not Evan he's better than Cade, but you know he's a better scorer I think at the moment than Cade. But Cade just does a little bit more. You know I'm a little bit biased towards Cades and the Pistons, but yeah, no, I do I do like Jalen Green a lot. You know they got their they got one of our one of the most I would say. I would say he's one of the most what-if players in the league in the draft. Sorry, that's Usman Garuba. That's one of Chris's favorite players in the league. You know, so I really want to see what he does. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a nice little piece. You know, he's a nice little piece. They also got Kenny Martin Jr., who had a really nice showing in summer league. Kevin Porter Jr., hopefully he can grow, become that next piece, you know, take another step up and be an absolute scorer. But he's hard to guard, man. He's a really, really good scorer. You know, Jason Tate's going to be in his second year. You know, John Wall, that's the question mark. What are they going to do with him? Are they going to trade him? Because 
People say, oh, he's not tradable, he's not tradable. Well, we just saw Russell Westbrook get traded in consecutive years, and we just and we thought that he was untradable. That contract was terrible. So I definitely think John Wall can get traded. If you're a playoff team, if you're a contending playoff team, I think, like, John Wall, like, he's not, he's not a bad player. You know, like, he's still a really good player in this league. I think he can be a serviceable player to teams. You now, you look at teams that are maybe one or two pieces away. You know, you look at maybe... Like you're looking at a team like maybe Indiana, you know, maybe they they want to they want to you know get a little bit a little bit more win now, and they maybe look all right. We'll pull the trigger on John Wall, you know. Maybe you're looking at a team like on the fringe, maybe like the Clippers, you know, because now yeah they don't really care about paying luxury taxes. They have got Steve Ballmer, the richest owner in the league, you know. Maybe they're just like you know what, let's go in, let's try to get him. Maybe even a team like New Orleans, you know, like they I think they need a really strong point guard. Very questionable they let Lonzo go, especially him and. Zion and Brendan Ingram all being friends. I don't like that at all for the Pelicans. But yeah, no, I, going back onto the Rockets, you know, I, I'd like to see what they do with John Wall. They don't have to trade him, but like, I still think he can be a good player. Amani Brooks, you know, that's another nice piece they got in the draft. You know, he's he's looking like he's going to be a really nice player. You know, not in the draft, sorry. He played last year. You know, he looks like he can be a player that could be all right. Averaged 11 points for him in 20 games. So that's not too bad. You know, not too bad at all. But there are other players they got in the draft that I really liked, apart from Jalen Green. Oh, what was his name? Oh, was it Josh Christopher? I think it was Josh Christopher. Yeah, he done. He's done a really good job for them too in the summer league. So I'm really excited to see what they do. You know, they're going to be letting in a lot of points, but they're going to be fast, free flowing, energetic, and they're young. And like, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. They're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, I think the oldest player in their team is either John Wall or Eric Gordon. And look for Eric Gordon to get traded. You know, he's, he's you know, 13th year in the league. Oh, they also got DJ Augustin, I think, on their roster. But, like, look for him to trade all their cap and, you know, get a lot of cap space. And maybe, possibly, if they go all right, they can maybe have another – they can have a dig and maybe try to, you know, accelerate this little rebuild they got going on right now. But they're going to be a team that's really exciting. Third team to watch that I think is going to be pretty exciting. And I, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit hesitant to see what they can be because – I don't know, like a lot of people have them pretty high in the championship rankings, and I, I definitely believe that they can be a championship contender. But the Golden State Warriors and me are one team that I really want to watch this year. I really want to see how they go with having, you know, really good rookies. I think I think they drafted pretty well in Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. They look like two players that can come and you know be really good players sort of off the bench straight away, or maybe you know. I don't think they'd start them because I think Golden State do a really good job of nurturing and bringing up young guys. But I am excited to see what they do, especially Jonathan Huminga. He kind of reminds me of like what Harrison Barnes was when he first came in. Really athletic, you know, does a little bit of everything. And I think having a player like Andre Iguodala there for him, you know, you would assume Iggy comes off the bench, you know, so he can learn off Iguodala. You know, you can kind of have Iguodala and they can have Jonathan Kaminga at their wings because they have let Kelly Oubre go to Charlotte. You know, they let him walk. So I'm interested to see what he can be. I'm also interested to see what Clay Thompson's going to be when he comes back because, as we all know, Clay Thompson, when he was at his peak fitness, I would say he's the best two-guard in the league. And a lot of people are like, really? Yeah, 100%. Like, would I? who would I rather take, him or Bradley Beal? And I would rather take him because he plays defense. He fits in systems, especially for a team. Sorry, for a team like Golden State. I don't know if he'll come back to 100% athleticness, athletic, sorry, or he'll be as fast as what he once was. 
but he'll still be able to shoot that ball at a high clip. And that's the most important thing. If he can shoot it and he can shoot it well, he'll be fine. He'll be absolutely fine and he'll be really good. He'll be really good for them. You know, I actually have them possibly being at least right now. I reckon they're, if you look at the West, who would I say that teams that are better than them right now? Like you said to me right now, who's better than them? Probably the Lakers. And I'm still hesitant on them. But apart from that, like you look at it, they're better than Dallas. They're better than Houston. They're better than Memphis. They're better than New Orleans. They're better than San Antonio. They're better than Minnesota. They're better than Oklahoma City. They're better than Portland. They're better than Sacramento. They're better than the Clippers. Now, I would be a bit hesitant to see who I would put over them, but no Kawhi. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna be a championship contender this year. Kawhi's basically rubbed out for the whole season. You know, the only teams right now better than them is the Lakers. Somewhat couple teams that I think that are on the same level of them is Utah and Denver and Phoenix. You know, so the way I look at it, it's number one Lakers, and then it's like a real pack of who's going to be number two. I know Denver will be. They'll be a bit average without Jamal Murray, so you can kind of... I wouldn't say you'd rub him out because, you know, if Jamal Murray comes back and he's healthy and he's fit, you know, they, they're going to be a danger because they're a really good team and they fit really well. But, yeah, you look at it, I think I would say right now, and it's crazy because I'm changing my mind as I go on, I think they're the second-best team in the West. And, you know, Phoenix Phoenix is probably the only other team that I would say is better than them. But Utah will be tough. Utah will definitely be tough. But the way I look at it, I would say Golden State's the second-best team because they have the best point guard in the league. Having Iguodala back is so big. People don't, people underestimate it. And their biggest question mark, James Wiseman, if he can play defense, man, they're going to be hard to play against because you have the best defender, I still think, in the league in Draymond Green right now. Kawhi isn't playing. I still I, Now, I think Draymond Green's the best defender. He can defend one through four, and he can really... One through five, sorry. And he, he's a great communicator, talks really, really well. So for me, I would have Golden State second, right? I do like... I do like... I still do... Sorry, I, don't, I not do like... I still have hesitations on them, you know, what, they, what they're going to be like. You know, they do need to get another backup five, I think. You know, Kevin Looney, it's been a bit inconsistent in injuries, so I think that maybe they're looking to get another backup five. Nelita, Nemanja Belitsa and Otto Porter Jr., really good signings, you know, great signings. You know, maybe maybe Kaminga's maybe going to play a four a bit, or they'll play Otto, Otto Porter at a bit of a four. You know, the way that I look at it, their starting five is going to be Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Dre, Wiseman. And then coming off their bench, they'd have Kaminga, Iguodala, Porter, Bielitsa. I really like their player, Juan Toscano-Anderson. I, th- I really liked him last last season. I really liked how he played in that playing tournament game against the Lakers. He didn't look scared at all, and he played really hard and really fast. So for me, yeah, they're the second-best team in this league in, in the West. I, I, I changed my mind at the moment because I, I reckon they might be in the conference finals if they have their team like this because their team's tough. Their team's really nice. But I'm going to move on. Fourth team I think is going to be really exciting to watch, and this is the Orlando Magic. Now, Orlando's not going to be good at all. Like, this, like they're not going to make the playoffs, I don't think. You know, I could be wrong, but, like, I just think first-year coach, they're in basically the first year of a rebuild. But they have a real young, inexperienced team, which can mean highlights, and a lot of them. You know, like, you look at Cole Anthony. He had a really good season last year. You know, you look at his stats last year. They were a bit dipped, but after the All-Star break and after, you know, they did the big trade to get Vucevic off, you know, he averaged 12.9 points a game for them. You know, 47 games played. That's a bit of a question mark right there. You know, so 
you really want him to, you know, really score. You, sorry, you really want him to play, you know, at least 70 to 85% of their games. You know, he had a really good game against Philadelphia last year where he had 37 in 37 minutes, eight rebounds, two assists. You know, he can really score and he put the ball in, in, in a, he can put the ball in the hole, but we really need to see him defensively. You know, he's a bit of a liability at the moment. You know, they have a lot of question marks too. Like people forget like Mo Bamba, you know, he was a pretty decent pick before, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. You know, what's he going to be like? It's only his third year. You know, it's only Mo Bamba's third year too, but like they were two players that went in the top seven of that draft. You know, you've got Markel Fultz who's coming off ACL injury, RJ Hampton. You know, I think he can be a really decent piece for them still. You know, watching him play in the NBL, he was super athletic. He just didn't really seem like he he was super comfortable with that team. You know, you look at it, why why are you bringing in a next star player and you're going to bring him off the bench? Like, there's no point. It doesn't help your team. It doesn't help him in the process of getting drafted. Like, you look at what Dave, what Illawarra did with Lamelo, what Adelaide did with Josh Giddy. They just gave him the ball and let him play. Like, and if they did that, I think they would have been a bit better. Like, and it would have been much better for RJ. I think he would have went higher in the draft, but you know, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit of politics, you know, and you never know what happens behind the scenes. But I, I, I still have a high, a high rating RJ. I think he can be a really nice combo player for them. You know, Gary Harris. Hopefully, he gets traded, but he's he, he's not that old. Like he's he's twenty six. You know, he's he's been in the league for seven years. Like it's pretty decent. You know, so like he's still kind of youngish. Jonathan Isaac. You know, he's coming off ACL injury, so he'll be fully healthy. You know, apart from that, you know, what what's Terrence Ross going to be? Hopefully, he gets traded. You know, they've got both Mort, Mo Wanga, Mo Vanga, sorry, and Franz Wanga, especially. You know what? What? What's Mo Wagner going to be? Is he going to be someone that can help them? I don't. I don't know what he's going to be like. To be honest, I don't think that he's really anything. I don't even think he's signed with him. To be honest, but like it says right now on the roster that he's there. He's been in, he's been in three teams in three years, so I don't know really what he's going to be like. I hope he can figure it out. But their biggest their biggest acquisitions, obviously, the drafting of Jalen Suggs. He just looks like a goer, like a player that really goes hard, plays fast, plays plays the right way, and is a good hustler. Right, like he's just an athlete. Firstly, like he was able to play, be able to play and get pro contract in the NFL or the NBA. So he had the opportunity to choose between two sports. Ultimately, he chose the NBA. I think that's the right decision, especially for for him, just based on the fact that the NBA is a bit more of a longevity sport. Be able to play a little bit longer, you know, be able to get a bit more money too, more guaranteed. But that's not here or there. I do think he's a good player though, and I think that they'll be they'll be fast, young, exciting, energetic. And I think it's actually the right move for Orlando to get off Vucevic, get off Aaron Gordon, get off Fournier. You know, you can't that, that what are you gonna be? A 43 and 39 team for 10 years in a row? Like that that doesn't help your that doesn't help your fan base, you know, attract supporters. That doesn't help you, you know, ever become successful. Would you, you know, if for me, I'd rather try to be rebuilding than being six, seven, eight in the playoffs. You know, at least if you're rebuilding, you're having a crack. You're trying to be better. When you're seven, eight, what are you trying to do? Upset of one seat, upset of two seat. It doesn't really happen. You know, the last time, last time it did was the Believe Warriors, those seven, oh eight Warriors. You know, and then after that, they rebuilt and became what they are today, a, a dead set top-tier powerhouse club in the NBA. So I do like what Orlando is doing with their direction. They're going to be a team that's really fun. So I'm really excited to see them. My last team, and it's 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 a different team. You know, it's 
it's a team that like they're they're just like it's like do they really want to be basketball players sometimes? But like the Minnesota Timberwolves are an exciting team. Like they're going to be a league pass team to watch. They have two top, two number one picks in. In Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, they have the second pick in his respective draft, D'Angelo Russell. You know, they traded for D'Angelo Russell. You know, he hasn't been healthy for a long time, hasn't played for a long time. But you look at their, you look at their roster, like they've got decent players and then Malik Beasley, you know, he can he can play, he can he's a serviceable player. They still got young guy in Jared Culver, you know, what's he gonna be like? You know, is he gonna be a player that takes a step up or is he gonna be a trade piece, you know, because if he's not doing a lot, you know, why why have him? You know, he averaged 5.3 points, you know, on 34 games. So him not being healthy, you know, it's it's not a good thing because the best ability is availability, you know, and that's and that's something that a lot of these players on Minnesota aren't having. They're not having availability. Prime example, D'Angelo Russell, he's not available at all times. You know, he played 42 games where he averaged 19 points. You know, he... He didn't really light it up from three, 38%. You know, I expect him to be a bit better from that. And that's still a pretty decent percentage, but I expect him to be a better three-point shooter than that. 2.7 turnovers is actually not too bad. You kind of rounded up three. But the 5.8 assists, he needs to be up at like eight, nine assists at least. You know, he's a player that can get the ball. He can really see the floor really well. The, the rebounds hurt too. The reboundings aren't really good because you look at a player like, right? You look at a player like LaMelo Ball. I'll tell you right now, LaMelo Ball, he'll have at least more than 2.7 rebounds a game, right? He'll have like at least, I reckon at least at least four to five rebounds, right? So what he does when he gets those rebounds, he just goes out straight away, facilitates. Yeah, he had six rebounds, right? So six rebounds a game, he gets a rebound, he's really good at seeing the floor, he just picks it. Kind of like what cherry picking is, you know, like he just picks it, finds runners, you know, and that's why they'll be an exciting team. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Timberwolves right now. They need to go get a power forward. That's one thing they need to do, and I don't know what they're going to do because they didn't really have a first-round draft piece at all. You know, McKinley right the fourth. You know, I, I don't really know a lot about him. I'm not going to talk like I know about him, but he is a guard, so, like, they don't really need guards. You know, they don't really need guards. You know, Nas Reed. you know, hopefully he can take a step up for them and be a bit of more of a productive player. You know, he played 70 games last year for them, you know, so he only missed two games, 11.2 points a game. Strong, you know, pretty decent, but 4.6 rebounds. If he can put them up a bit, or he, that power forward spot's up for grabs, you know. So I, I think that they they haven't really done anything in free agency, and it's 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 questionable, right? Because like do something to be to be good or to be bad, and they haven't really done anything. You know, you look at it three four years ago, they had just got Jimmy Butler, you know, Andrew Wiggins was kind of maybe take that another step up. Carl Anthony Towns was looking like a bona fide stud. He was looking like he was going to be the next best setter in the league. And what you 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 traded Jimmy Butler for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, who are both on opposite teams, maybe a first rounder. Then you traded Wiggins for D'Angelo, which is a great trade for the Golden State Warriors because they got your first round pick, which was the seventh pick. And if you could have got a player like Jonathan Kaminga, that would have been really good. So you look at it, the Warriors win that trade ten times out of ten. You know, so their GM, they need to be a bit smarter. They need to really be cutthroat. They have got Torian Prince now, who probably will play that power forward for them now. But yeah, I still think they're going to be excited. They're going to be fast, fun. But the biggest thing for them, availability. Availability is the best ability. 
So hopefully they can bring it together. But the, but today, guys, those are five teams I think right now that are going to be pretty exciting. If you guys think there's any teams that are pretty exciting or you want me to overview or review them, let me know. A couple other teams that I thought could have been in this topic would have been New Orleans Pelicans, but you know they the, the, the loss of Lamelo is massive for them. Sacramento's always I don't know, man. They're like they're just average as like they're terrible. Like they're like the West Tigers of the NRL. Like they're just head scratches. Like it just doesn't make sense. You know the Detroit Pistons. I think are maybe one two years away. You know they'll be an exciting team to watch with Cade on there, but I still think they're one to two years away. But yeah, no, those are the teams I think that are going to be exciting. You know, I could have, I really could have put six teams, put Detroit in there, but I do talk about Detroit a bit too much already on this podcast as it is. So guys, thanks for listening, and make sure you put your bell on on any app you got, so that way you can notify when you got a podcast, when any podcasts are up. And please like, share, and subscribe when you can. But at the end of the day, end of the day, have a great day. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you find us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you find your podcast services. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and have a great day.